Hello, just before we get to this episode of Notes from the Back Row, we want to shout out Daniel B, Aaron M, and Joe J, new Patreons at the Back-Row Cinema uh, Patreon Club. Go to back-row.com. There's links there to the Patreon. You can get early episodes of podcasts, things in the future that we're going to be doing this year. We're going to try and step our game up on Patreon, so you're going to want to be over there. So back-row.com. And head on over to Patreon. Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row. A podcast like no other. Different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Greetings and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Back-Row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This is another episode of Cream of the Crud in the Notes from the Back Row feed, where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching, news of notable Blu-ray releases, movies we've screened with the Crud Buddies, and much more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. My name, as always, is Dan Gorman, and I'm here with... Carlo, that's me. That is you. It is me. It's a new year. New me. (laughs) Same old me. (laughs) Yeah, same old me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, (laughs) it's new me, not really. (laughs) Yeah, so we're back again. Um, How you been? I've been been good. Uh, Yeah? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, (laughs) uh, well, Michelle got corona and so i probably have it as well but i'm not feeling anything yeah, yeah. so i'm i'm good i guess um but yeah like i've been boosted so that's probably why i'm better than she is like she yeah. she's not in a really terrible state but she has a cough and she's achy and tired mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know just like quarantining now i guess for 10 days and yeah, um, time to hang tough <laughs> and rest up and hopefully take care of yourselves and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 not super worried about it cuz like I mean, we're we're both like vaccinated. Okay, I've got the booster. She her hers was scheduled in a couple of days, so it kind of mm-hmm. sucks this timing that she got it like a week before. Yeah. Um otherwise she'd be more like I want I I guess immune um yeah. and and not be as yeah in a bad state as she is now mm-hmm. but yeah we'll we'll be fine it's, yeah uh, i i know easy. some people that had that happen too where they were like just mm-hmm. gonna get their boost and then they they <laughs> caught it because because it's yeah. it, you know it seems like it's they say it's it's way more easy to catch the omicron and it's like yeah yeah you know it seems like that's true because so many people are getting it yeah for sure because i'm like where and how did we get it even like we've always been careful and we've always like stuck by the rules the belgian government is uh laying on us um take care of yourself i guess uh time to watch some more movies (laughs) (laughs) stay in um yeah, I don't know. Like Michelle was kind of hogging the TV today, which is fine, you know. She's like uh, feeling bad watching this yeah. like Japanese TV show about coffee. 
uh, that I nice. download for her. Uh, I've been just like tinkering on my like my portable Nintendo devices. Uh, she got me mm-hmm. a, a backlit GBA SP for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I modded that with a purple transparent case. Um, I got a bunch of like cover in box uh, Wario games. Uh, I love a Wario game, so I've just been playing like WarioWare, Wario Land. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of what I've been doing when I'm like not working or doing doing other stuff like you know in the house uh, in the apartment basically nice uh yeah uh watching movies as well of course yeah i've uh <laughs> i'm off to a start in 20, yeah. 22 of um, maybe not seen um, have i seen 20 movies i want to see like maybe not 20 but close to 20 or around 20 ish already so um seeing how we're like two weeks into january that's that's not too bad i guess yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, okay, 26. <laughs> I've, um, I'm already at like two movies a day average Yeah, now. that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that the letterbox sent out everybody their, oh, yeah. know, their stat emails yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I saw a lot of people with like hours watched, 999 plus. It's like, <laughs> you've watched too much, we can't. <laughs> Isn't it Justin who had like 999 plus? Yeah, I think that oh, was at, Justin. At, yeah, over 999, it just stops Counting, so <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen you watched a lot okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah at what point do stats even like matter yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah that's a lot i i hit like 500 ish movies 550 thereabouts yeah. it, that's not a record but that's pretty pretty high up there still for me yeah um, my, I, fe- my I feel goal... like i usually hit that amount yeah so, yeah so yeah i i try and hit I, I, I want to have watched more movies than there are days. <laughs> okay. I just Did like you? the idea of like, if I'm over 365, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a lot of, that's a fucking lot of movies. Right. And so that's a fucking lot I see of movies. People, yeah. I see people posting. Yeah. Like I watched 800 or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, I know mm-hmm. that I am not going to be that, that high. No, but like if no, I can I, say that over the course of the year, I watched, you know, more than a movie a day, maybe not mm-hmm. one every day, but yeah, then, then that's a good, like, I'm watching some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Like I remember like years ago was conversation with a friend who got me into a letterbox. He was always like, Man, that that's always the goal. Like watch one movie a day, but he never mm-hmm. seemed to be able to hit it. And then I mm-hmm. joined Letterbox and um I guess in my second year of Letterbox, I got really deep into it. And since then I've always hit like close to two movies a day um, mm-hmm. average. But <laughs> I, I don't think I could do more because even at this tempo, sometimes I'm like, I need a break. I cannot yeah. watch a movie today. It's just not <laughs> happening. So I don't know how I'd be able to hit more. Like 600, that's my that's my limit. I cannot watch more than 600 <laughs> movies, movies a year, I feel. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's too much. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's get to the screenings of the crud section. Pop in this VHS tape. Uh, you can go to crudbuddies.club where we screen movies on the weekends. Uh, we went really hard last year on these screenings, and mm-hmm. Carlo did a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure that they all ran on time. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking over for a little while. Yeah, I got uh, a little, little bit burnt out. And, it's crazy. Uh, also, <laughs> for like um, 
I don't know. For a short while, I don't want to feel responsible for making people watch crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll pick it back up again, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you're well, in command now. <laughs> figure it out. I'm going to, I've put just like a, a, some stuff in the, uh, in the pipeline that like we had ready to go, but mm -hmm. you know, we, like you had mentioned previously, we were thinking of doing some like theme months and stuff, but I think, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just kind of like, here's some stuff that's been on the possible plate and yeah. let's just uh, plow through some of them. So we watched uh cocaine, one man's seduction from 1983 mm -hmm. last weekend, yeah. AKA cocaine, one man's poison. Yeah. So yeah. With a, a really TV great movie. poster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really great uh, expression on that poster from Dennis Weaver. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it happens in the movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw yeah, that it expression. Does, yeah. Like when he has this like heart attack or something. I think I, so. I, I think it's at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a TV, TV movie from the early eighties. Like generally yeah. I associate TV movies like seventies is like prime TV movie mm -hmm. era. Um, but of course there's like more in the, in the, in the eighties. Uh, maybe they want a little bit, a little less, Heart, uh, 90s as well. And these yeah. days, uh, I feel like a lot of movies are TV movies. Like, is a Netflix mm -hmm. release not, per definition, like a TV movie? Or Maybe. do we just not call it that anymore? I guess it's just a VOD movie or yeah, something like that. Yeah. I suppose it's different, yeah. But they're still, I mean, the, the, they still crank them out at places like Lifetime. Yeah, and <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, Lifetime's going hard, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like TV movies. I've said this before in the podcast. Uh, this is one I wanted to watch for a while. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I think the first time I became aware of it was probably via movie melt because I know David, um, okay. the cookie man on, on movie melt. That's yeah. one of his favorite TV movies. And I was like, just based on the title, I was like, cocaine, one man selection. <laughs> this, this sounds interesting <laughs> yeah um so yeah we watch it and yeah i liked it i thought it was a, like a pretty like it's not a ludicrous um high concept it maybe it doesn't have like a lot of like over the top highs but still mm -hmm. we were watching that movie and it was really hard not to make like cocaine or like drug-based jokes the entire time like yeah. they try not to riff too hard but it's like a movie that just kind of invites it or just the concept invites that kind of like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you're a group uh, online watching. Um, but but no, I just thought it was like a well-made movie and yeah. had good performances. And I was I, I like, I never got bored watching it because I was like, um, before the movie started, I was like, well, we'll, we'll see. Like I, I told mm -hmm. Mich uh, Michelle, like she wanted to maybe like go out for a walk. And I, actually we did before the movie and I was like, well, we'll see when we get back and if yeah. the movie hasn't started yet, I'll, I'll watch the movie and then we'll <laughs> see. You know, if I get bored in like the first 15 minutes, we might do something else, play some Dr. Yeah. Mario together. Um, but I ended up watching the entire movie and like after 15 minutes, she looks at me. She's like, are you going to keep watching? I'm like, yeah, I like <laughs> this. I think this is good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's um, I, I always think of these kinds of movies as sitting on that fence between like there's moments of camp, but then there's mm, also yeah. moments of them treating it seriously and it's an issues picture. And you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and it did remind me a little bit of the movie desperate lives from 1982, which is the movie that know. everyone has the clip of Helen Hunt snorting oh. angel dust and <laughs> jumping out a window. Yeah. Okay. That one. I haven't seen it, but I know the clip yeah. obviously, <laughs> which, 
which which is like another movie where it's like the, the highs of that movie are obviously uh-huh. way more ridiculous than than cocaine, cocaine but it has yeah. that thing where it's like it, it's really well constructed in a way that keeps you engaged mm-hmm. um yeah. you know when it's not super silly and you know people are walking around being like that kid's a dirty doper or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like in this movie, they're all, you want a toot? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. All the toots and the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Calling people like casual tutors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was so, kind of funny. Yeah. That's, that's what I like about these TV movies like this, where it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not always going to get a really ridiculously over the top campy thing, mm-hmm. but you often get a times where you have those silly moments, but then it's also like well acted and mm-hmm, constructed yeah. and I, it kept held my attention and I'm engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a movie like that about like something uh, like cocaine or whatever, any kind of substance, uh, it's always going to be like a sort of time capsule, like yeah. people's stances on that kind of thing just change over time and seeing that in the early 80s and you as well in the in the um, in the stream chat you posted this link to like advertising about like cocaine related products that were popping up in magazines and that was totally fine up until a point which (laughs) i i never heard about that it kind of blew my mind yeah, it was like these magazines of like, um, you know, they like there was, you know, how there's high times, obviously. It's like there was whole mm-hmm. magazines, I guess, dedicated to like, you know, buy the fluffer that will fluff your Coke up. Or yeah, like yeah, here, yeah. you so know, <laughs> there was a story about the um, the McDonald's coffee spoons used to be like the perfect uh, <laughs> one gram or whatever to snort. And so people started selling like gold plated though or something oh like that. God. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I said, like perfect time capsule. capsule yeah, just exactly. hear, hearing about that stuff. Uh. Yeah. So uh, two cruds up from us. I should yeah. check it out. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I think. Um, and then in the future you can check out uh, by the time this airs, we will have just watched crime killer from 1985. Mm. Um but I, I do on the 30th of January have a movie scheduled called The Last Season from 1987, which is like an SOV revenge movie. I know almost nothing about it. So this is going to be one of those mm. roll the dice uh, situations. I don't even know anything about this. Yeah. One, so, yeah. OK, cool. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking it up now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's uh Something that I saw. Man, where like did you VHS find this? Because like, there's nothing on Letterboxd, barely. It's just like I, a synopsis, th- and that's it. Yeah, I think it was maybe one of those things that there, there was a brief moment where we were chatting about how we were going to maybe do a show where you like try and watch movies that have zero watches mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and maybe I found it that way. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there's Cause one, four right now. one review uh, of it on Letterboxd, and it just has guns. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's not even there a poster. A, there's a YouTube video about it that somebody watched it on VHS and said, like, this is actually a pretty, oh, pretty cool okay. SOV movie. And okay. so, yeah, uh, we'll uh, see. There is a poster on IMDb, though. It's just not on Letterboxd. Okay. Yeah. But it's not like English language poster. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll sure. See. I'll, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now let's get to our calls from the public segment. If you go to crudbuddies.club, you can find a button to take you to the Discord. 
where we chat about movies and video games and we play Wordle and lots of other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yep, like, like everyone else, I guess. We're also yeah. doing, doing Wordle. <laughs> yeah. We'll and have to guess uh, a word. <laughs> there is a, a channel there for cream of the crud where we will periodically say, Oh my God, we're recording. We need questions. And <laughs> then you minute, can, you can maybe. ask them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, you did. Um, and I did want to start. So somebody, um, did mention in there, hmm. uh, where is it? There was a question about like, what, like in the new year, you know, are you going to get out of your comfort zone oh, kind yeah, of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and this, uh... this has been a potential topic for a whole podcast, so I don't want to get into <laughs> it too deep. But sure. I did I did want to say we are doing um, Japanuary, mm-hmm. um, yep. which is, you know, watch more Japanese movies in January. And, and I'm behind. I've only done three. So I but I, and I need to get to what, eight? Uh, yeah, eight is like the, I don't know, there's like a different Japanuary. Like I thought it was like yeah. a, a thing that Joey uh, Pachinko Pop on Letterboxd uh, that he started. I thought that it was a thing that he started, but then I saw someone else doing it as well. And the challenge was kind of different. So I guess yeah. it's more like a, maybe not like more, a more universal kind of thing. But yeah, the, the rules that Joey has are like watch eight movies and if you get to more, that's fine as well. But eight is like the yeah, you should try the goal, which yeah. is like I don't know, that's doable. Like eight Japanese totally. movies in a month, that's not asking crazy, um, crazy things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, so... instead of the crut challenge where we pick movies off each other's watch list, yeah, we're, we've turned it into a Jap- Japanuary crut yeah. challenge thing. So yeah, yeah. and so. I'm a little behind. I've watched some cool stuff so far, but mm. um, that is kind of one of the things I want to do more this year is okay. I used to I used to really watch a lot more of uh, foreign films. Okay. And and I think it's maybe um, maybe a thing where now I've like with when I have a lower attention span these days, mm-hmm. I'm 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 less in the mood to put something on that like I need to commit to like a hundred percent. I'm mm-hmm. gonna read all these subtitles. I'm gonna like <laughs> sometimes I'll watch dubbed movies and stuff like uh like anime dubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but I just find I'm less in the mood to be like you know if I'm gonna sit down and I put a piece of trash on you know <laughs> I can kind of. My my attention, I can can waver sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's less of an issue, but okay. I know I, ha- I I need to be like, yo, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna check this out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to be in that mood more. This okay. Year. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends. You know, uh, like it's it's definitely different for me. Like I know Japanese, so for me, yeah. that's not like I'm not like reading subtitles the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other like big main Asian cinema interest is like Hong Kong Taiwan cinema. And I will watch it up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not too picky about that. So, mm-hmm. and a yeah. lot of those, um, like, I don't know, like, especially like, you know, action cinema from Hong Kong. It's not like this, you're not watching it for the story. It's like mainly the action. Um, so even if you're not entirely paying attention to the plot, and even if you are paying attention to the plot, it's kind of whatever a lot of the time. So it, it's, it's kind of turn your brain off and mm-hmm. um, watch it all play out like on a pretty superficial, well, not superficial, but like a, on a visceral level, I guess. It's, yeah. it's, it's very different. But Japanese cinema, um, definitely a lot more varied, a, a lot more, 
well, different kind of history, I suppose. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see like, uh, like the main reason Jenna and I started the post anime club, which we haven't done in a while, uh, it's cause we both had like kind of a blind spot for like classic Japanese cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that's like, I, I don't want to call it like across the board art house, but it's definitely like, you know, like criterion channel kind of stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, and I definitely get having to, having that feeling of, okay, I got to commit to this. This isn't like light, fluffy, um, trashy cinema at all, even though mm-hmm. that's definitely present in Japanese cinema. I mean, in 2021, uh, especially in the summer, like I've mentioned it on podcasts a lot, uh, it's just like watching Noboru Iguchi movies the entire time. That's definitely the kind of stuff where you can turn your brain off and, but it's also a mood you have to be into. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited after doing Japanuary. Like I've not entirely been ignoring Japanese cinema as of late, but a bit more like on the side and yeah. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, just watching a lot of like classic uh, Hollywood cinema, um, but now getting around to Japanese movies, I had been meaning to watch for quite a while as well. <clears throat> I've already yeah. hit eight, um, but I'll do more. I don't know. Like I probably won't hit like uh, like thirty one, for example. But mm-hmm. I have more stuff I want to watch. <laughs> So, yeah. So that's something that we're going to be doing this year. Mm. Um, <clears throat> some other questions. Uh, Immortal Knight did mention is Jack Sparrow cinema's best pirate. Um, <laughs> I, my mind immediately went to, for some reason, I don't mm. know why, that movie, The Island um, with Michael uh, Caine. Michael Caine, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, just because when I first saw that movie, it was one of the first times where like the idea of, of pirates seemed a little like mm-hmm. more freaky and dangerous hmm. even though it is a bit of a like a movie that is kind of silly i remember there was a scene earlier on where like he gets attacked by pirates and i was like whoa mm-hmm. this is fucked up like <laughs> <laughs> and i just for some reason my mind went to that i uh i don't know if i super associate like movies with pirates i don't know like i used to be into one piece but that's like manga and anime and Popeye. <laughs> uh, Popeye is not a pirate. He's a sailor man. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a sailor. True, true. Uh, yeah. Um, Why did I think pirate? That was weird. I don't know. Like, I guess some of the like the you've got those um, color animated Popeye things. We watch a couple of them as yeah. well. Um, I think one of them is like popeye versus aladdin and alibaba and the mm-hmm. 30s that one's good thieves. yeah those are good but those, those are good yeah are those pirates i don't know like pirates are usually on boats and in the water i guess so yeah i did watch a, like a pretty good um uh is it 40s or 50s but i watched this movie with uh ida lupino and edward g robinson which uh what was it called the sea wolf where edward g okay. robinson plays like definitely sort of a pirate uh yeah i guess so it's 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 sort of like a period piece in the sense that it takes place in 1900 but yeah that was pretty good but i guess not 100 
percent pirate as well. I guess I'm just yeah. not that of an expert in terms of like cinematic <laughs> pirates. But if you ask me if Jack Sparrow is the best cinematic pirate, I'm like, I don't know. Like Johnny Depp's been kind of soured, soured on me, and I've never been huge on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say no by default. There has to be a better cinema pirate than <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I mean, he there does, must be. He does a good job playing that part, but am I a fan? No. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're listening, uh, let us know. Join the Discord and and chime in and come up with yeah, a better if wanna, answer. <laughs> if you want to talk about pirates, uh, be my guest. Yeah. I'm, I'm no expert, but some of you might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, one question that we had from Oh Boy was, uh, what is your favorite guy on fire stunt? Mm. And I don't have a particular one, but for mm. me, the, the key is... Anytime somebody's doing like a full body burn and then something else happens, it's always like the best, you know, like when they're on fire and they're run over by a truck as well. Yeah. Or Or like (laughs) they're on fire and they fall off a building or they get thrown through a window. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this as well. I don't really have such a specific, specific thing. I don't necessarily pay attention to those things in movies. Like my mind doesn't register them necessarily. But then, for some reason, Darkman came to mind. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi Darkman. I was like, isn't there like, a, I know like the whole origin story of him becoming Darkman is because he's uh, he's been burnt and everything. And I just put that in on YouTube and like the scene where it happens, where this building where he works as a scientist blows up. And that's a pretty, pretty intense man on fire well i guess it's it's, it's, yeah i don't know it's not gonna be a real man but like a doll slash guy on fire uh, when it blows up and um the way it's shot as well you know like sam raimi shot he always knows the best place to put the camera this like doll on fire being blown into the sky out of the building towards the camera um Mm -hmm. yeah just look that up on on youtube dark man man on fire or something fire stunts and you will see that that that's that's a pretty good one um i don't know if it's like my favorite but that's one that came to mind and it's it's pretty good (laughs) nice um we got one from amanda that i really like Mm. which was okay what movie would be better if it had been directed by david (laughs) dakota um and so my mind went to like you know okay what 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 am I looking for here for like something interesting? And, and my mind went to like, what is, you know, the biggest of big budget things that I want to see that, that would be interesting to see shrunk down. And so my mind was like, like, (laughs) what if David, what would David Dakota do with like the world's biggest properties? Like what if there was a Marvel movie? Like what if there was like an Ant-Man movie or something? And it was like, they just had to be in a house and and hang out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, like, like, what if like Bigfoot versus DB Cooper, for example? What if that was <laughs> yeah. a David Dakota movie? <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, it is exactly, <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking as well. Like my mind just immediately immediately goes thirteen thirteen, and mm-hmm. I, I I've never seen the movie I'm about to suggest. But what if he did like nineteen seventeen? What if that was thirteen thirteen colon nineteen seventeen? And it's like a war movie and everyone on the battlefield will be fighting in their skivvies. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> or, pretty good. Or there's a war, there's a war going on outside, but it's like, our <laughs> clothes are wet. We got to get into this house and take them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let him do it. Just let yeah. him do it. We got to shower this mud from the war off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I like I yeah, I want to see something that like would be any in any other hands it would be like a huge huge it, thing and I want to see like what what are you going to shrink it down to? Yeah. Also it just would be interesting uh don't tell him to shrink it down. Like, just give him like a crazy budget and see what he does. <laughs> I'd, I'd be really yeah. interested in that. <laughs> totally. I like that question. If you have an answer to that, that's a good question. Um, let us know as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, uh, Vieras Talo said, uh, if you could commission um, a poster, you know, the uh, the posters from Ghana, the Deadly Prey Gallery. Oh, yeah. If you could commission one of those for, for any movie, what would you commission it for? And if you're listening, you don't know what we're talking about. Go check out Deadly Prey Gallery mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. They're just these amazing posters that are hand painted for, for films. Um, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, uh, guys in, well, Ghana, I guess mostly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they make incredible stuff. Like I, I reshare it in my stories like all the time when they do one. Uh, I love the Curb Your Enthusiasm one where, where it just has like Bernie Sanders and Larry David and <laughs> they have like guns and stuff. Like they always add stuff to the posters that's, that is not present in the movies. Yeah. But it makes them better. It makes those, those you see those posters and you're like, I want to see that movie, but it doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> so even though it's based on a movie that does exist. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that's such a. I would love to see Ghana posters like that, Deadly Prey style, for everything. I, I just know. want them to do everything, like and and have like Letterbox only show those posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just be like signing up on Letterbox, uh, flicking through the posters, so they're like, I think I've seen this, but this doesn't. This is not what I remember happening in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. What, what would you commission? Like there's so um, much, I think, you know, I, I would be, um, I, I think I would be selfish and I would commission, you know, my favorite movies mm, and, I, yeah. and I would want like a, a, a feds mm. or a real <laughs> genius cover. Like, mm. I love the idea of like, it's feds and it's, uh, you know, the, the two women from that film. And then they're going to paint in a bunch of stuff that maybe doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, and there's like, like a decapitation like a, and stuff. A on guy the getting his head ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. It's always good when it's like movies where nothing really crazy happens, like a real yeah. slice of life kind of maybe like yeah. art housey kind of movie. Like I, <laughs> it's almost like kind of sacrilege, but I kind of want to see what they do with like, like a Ghibli poster, you know, like mm-hmm. My Neighbor Totoro, but it's Deadly Prey style. That yeah. would be upsetting, but I kind of want to see it. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like fucking favorite movies or like a Muppets uh, poster. That would be great. Uh, yeah, I'm up. It would be good. I think they did one actually. I'm starting to remember. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't remember which one, but they definitely. I, I have like images in my head of like Muppets Ghana style. So yeah, they've probably already done <laughs> the one I would commission. I know a friend of mine, Brandon. He commissioned one for No Retreat, No Surrender. Um, mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. That's definitely a dream to have like a deadly prey yeah. style poster. I don't know which totally. one because there's too much to, to pick from, but um, <laughs> yeah, follow them on Instagram if you don't already. I mean, come on. Deadly prey gallery. It's one of the best yes. things. Yeah. I love posters and crazy artwork. <laughs> so good. Um, and an offshoot of that question um, from Jamerwick. 
what box art or poster has left you most disappointed in the final product? And <laughs> and my mind goes to the movie Future Kill, which had like an H.R. Geiger cover. Future and it had this like oh, really, yeah. really cool H.R. Geiger um, sketch or drawing or illustration or whatever on the cover. Yeah, and I remember yeah. the movie being very like it's about like like punk rockers or something yeah. like it makes you think like this is going to be some crazy sci-fi alien movie and it's like uh-huh. more of just like you know a, a weird bad movie yeah i've not you know. seen that movie but i've seen that poster <laughs> a lot and yeah uh i can imagine that one not really living up to the poster because it's a pretty yeah. bad poster <laughs> i have like I'm, I'm trying to find it now on letterbox but i have like an entire list that is just called movies i watched because the poster looks cool or like the, the poster mm. was like shades of blue or purple and it seemed appealing oh, yeah, to yeah. me. Um, I think there's a lot, like a lot of full moon in there and <laughs> there must be not. Be, yeah. There can not be basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm having trouble finding it. So let's see. Oh, yeah. You have poster titles and taglines that made me LOL. <laughs> yeah. I have that. Oh, here it is. Bad, bad, uh, in, Air quotes, quotes, movies I watch because the cover has a shade of purple or blue. That's the one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where have we got here? Oh, Crime Zone. Crime Zone is definitely, it's not Full Moon, but that might be like Corman. I think that's Corman pr- produced. It kind of mm. looks like a sci-fi, uh, action-y, shooty yeah. video game kind of thing. Um, that, one, that movie was okay-ish, but uh, the poster way oversells it. Um, yeah let's see what else yeah, there's definitely a lot of full moon in here like seed people shadow zone yeah. uh, like there's a lot of stuff that i feel like i feel like people would look at something like rock and roll nightmare and be like whoa that's nothing like the movie but like to me <laughs> i don't care it, <laughs> like it rules no, anyway <laughs> yeah no true for sure you know uh or like even a, uh, this isn't a good poster but if you see the poster for evil tunes Oh yeah, and yeah. You just think about that title. <laughs> like that title is enough, and there's a tune on the poster. But then you watch the movie, and there's like maybe a minute of one tune in there. It's like complete <laughs> false advertising, but you still watch it, and you feel like an yeah, idiot. yeah. But, That's great because isn't doesn't isn't there only one? Yeah, there's, there's one. But it's called Evil Tunes. <laughs> yeah, tunes. But where are the other ones? I don't know. Like maybe one of them is David Carradine. I don't know. He's yeah, also maybe. in the movie for maybe a minute, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't um, mind. So like I, I like being lied to by posters. And I know, me too. It, exactly. It, it, it's it's all trash and you watch it and you know you know by now. Exactly. You'll be lied to. It's yeah, it's fine. I love I love the lie. <laughs> <laughs> True. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we had a bunch of other stuff, but let's uh, let's move on to our recommendations. Oh no, sorry, really quickly, mm. uh, physical media corner. Oh yeah, news of new releases. Um, I I didn't prepare a ton um, okay. for this. I did I did want to mention I saw that um, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy 1996 is going to come to Blu-ray, oh. um, which I absolutely love. Mm. Um, I remember seeing it a lot when it came out, but it's been since then, so I can't really yeah. say now. 
Totally. And then I, I did see that um, it was announced that Transmutations 1985, a.k.a. Underworld, which was a Clive Barker um, adaptation mm. by George Pavlo, oh, yeah. um, is going to come to Blu-ray this year. And I think that's interesting. I don't think people like it that much, but I've always been intrigued because that was one of the one of the early Clive Barker movies where um, I don't think Clive Barker enjoyed those mm. early movies. I think that and uh, Rawhead Rex and was like, yeah, from yeah. now on, I'll make them. I think that's the, sa- that's the same director, even. I think so, too, Rex yeah. And Transmutation. Transmutation, isn't that the one where it looks like uh, Lou Ferrigno sort of on the poster? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Sort Holding of, a, yeah. Yeah. I, I always think of Lou Ferrigno when I see that, <laughs> even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and th- it was big news um, that The Hitcher is going to come to 4K mm. um, from Second Sight Film, yeah. original camera negative. Cool. Uh, so for Blu-ray and 4K, that like that's one of those movies where you're like, yeah, everyone's seen the hitcher but then you think it's not on blu-ray <laughs> it, it is it is on blu-ray but i guess oh, is not it in not the hasn't been on blu-ray in north america and even outside of north america it's probably like yeah. a pretty recent thing the blu-ray see it uh hold on and all probably wasn't you know from the original camera negative yeah so maybe not. whatever this ends up being hopefully it's like definitive you know yeah okay so it came out on blu-ray in germany as early as late 2018 okay. so yeah i don't know the source of that uh, release but yeah um yeah yeah great movie classic yeah i haven't seen it, it in a while but uh yeah uh yeah i have to go back to it i don't think i've logged it since i joined letterbox so it has really been a while it's been like yeah. maybe a decade since i've seen the hitcher but yeah yeah it's been a long time for me too mm. um and yeah those were the things that that caught my eyes and ears it's been a while i'm sure we've skipped over a ton of stuff we but uh definitely skipped over stuff yeah <laughs> it's been a month uh or so yeah. since the last one so. exactly well, and then now let's get to our recommendations where we talk about things that we've been watching lately. Um, was there anything that you wanted to start with? Um, well, let's see. Um, I guess we can sort of talk about stuff we want to watch this year. Maybe sort of like, do you have any like movie resolutions? Well, yeah, I guess you all yeah. already kind of mentioned it, like uh, with Japanuary as an inciting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I need to get to that uh, Gold Ninja release uh, Thrilling, a thrilling Bloody, Bro- Sword. Bloody Sword. Yeah, same. Yeah, like I really need to watch it. I have it right here. I just haven't uh-huh. put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited about that movie. Finally be able to watch it and the quality that is watchable and and more yeah. so because i mean it's it's an actual cleaned up blu-ray uh from yeah. the original negatives and everything so uh, yeah that's yeah, very just exciting like, I, I don't have my copy yet but i can't wait yeah like just watching blu-rays that i have that i haven't mm-hmm. yet yeah. you know like i have phantom of the mall i haven't watched that yet i've got la wars from vinegar syndrome that i haven't watched mm-hmm. so i've got like a few things that you know i bought and just yeah. didn't watch yet <laughs> yeah it's uh like I've just more or less been continuing what I've been doing in the last couple of months, like watching a lot of old movies and, and like part of me, I've mentioned to you, uh, this to you before, but on Letterboxd, like engagement for watching old stuff isn't very high. So I'm always mm-hmm. like, people aren't interested in these movies or like people listening to this or like coming to my Letterboxd mm-hmm. aren't necessarily interested. Uh, so I'm always a little bit hesitant to talk about that stuff, um, even though it's like, it's my comfort zone now. Um, yeah. But I've also kind of like been mixing it up so I don't just watch that stuff 
stuff. Uh, and I watch the kind of stuff that probably used to be my comfort zone, but now <laughs> it feels kind of outside my comfort zone because I've been ignoring it for a while. <laughs> you know, like big Hollywood money movies, kind of. Yeah. But the, at least the kind that I remember uh, being excited for when they came out like 20-ish years ago because I, like, I've watched all the Matrix movies uh, recently uh, because the new one came out. And I was interested in checking it out. I was like, well, yeah. I, I've seen the original. I've seen the second one. I don't remember ever having watched the third one. Um, but I was like going into this new one. I feel like I need to have watched them all. And also I've <laughs> never seen the Animatrix either. Yes. Which is weird for me because I know, I've, I've told you this as well. I've, I know almost all of the directors who did Animatrix segments uh, because of the anime, the actual anime they've yeah. done. Like, I, I think like there's like six, seven, or maybe more. I don't know how many segments are in Animatrix, but other than two of them, it's all like anime directors and people who are yeah. like actually pretty talented and uh, done some pretty major stuff. Like the, the guy who directed... Um, <coughs> Uh, Cowboy Bebop, the anime, not the new Netflix thing. Uh, he directed two segments of the Animatrix. Um, and there's other people who worked for a studio uh, for Degrees Celsius, um, where Mind Game, which is one of my favorite anime movies ever, came out as well. Yeah. And that director as well went on to do quite big things. Um, so yeah, I finally seen Animatrix. I've watched all of the Matrix movies again. Uh, I guess I still don't know if back in the day if I had seen the third one, um, but I've, I've I've definitely seen it now. Um, yeah, and I've seen the new one as well. So nice. Uh, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, that's interesting because he watched all of them as well. Aside from yeah. the new one. I guess the new one wasn't out at that point yet. No. So you were more it was like, like getting prepped for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's been out for a couple of weeks, and you still haven't watched it. Like, are you planning? Yeah. <laughs> I will. Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you haven't like planned like. Uh, the people you watch the other no, ones with. No. So are you, oh, okay. So you're just going to like put it on. I'll watch it. Uh -huh. I, Emma, I was like, do you care if I watch this without you, Emma? And she was like, a little, mm. actually. I want to see it. So then I've okay. kind of been waiting for just, <laughs> so honestly, I've just been waiting for a time where we're putting on a movie where it's not like 1030. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Long. This is going to be two and a half hours. You know, I want to yeah, put yeah, it yeah. on at like yeah, eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I put it on like early evening-ish. Um, yeah. And I ended up quite liking it. I won't go into detail about it because you haven't seen it yet but mm -hmm. i thought it was like pretty interesting like it's not a perfect movie and i don't love everything about it but i thought it was to me it's the most interesting sequel which is yeah. kind of impressive like uh to make something that's actually interesting 20 years down the line um yeah uh as for animatrix as well uh kind of hit and miss like that first one <laughs> that you yeah. described as like fan what was it final fantasy spirits within with butts yeah it's like it's like hey that one was it feels like a scene that could have happened in the movies it just feels very like yeah, here's sure. a, a matrixy kind of scene um yeah, yeah yeah but but we're gonna do it in in cgi and there's gonna be like like more sort of like near nudity for no reason yeah, 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 yeah. it was just weird yeah and not yeah I, yeah <laughs> no it was not good i really didn't like that one like it started with that one i was like oof, this might be rough but i was like no no i know those other yeah. directors they won't do like terrible yes. stuff and 
uh, definitely like uh, visually, uh, some of them were like pretty impressive. Like not that I was like surprised. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm glad to have finally watched it. Um, yeah, other than the Matrix. Uh, oh yeah, I also rewatched uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man's recently. Oh nice. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know. Like um, as well, when those came out, I was like pretty excited every time a new one came out. Back when I could still get excited for like a superhero movie, and it wasn't like oversaturated. Um, and also just the fact that like Sam Raimi did them. I, I like Sam Raimi as a director. I think what he does uh, with movies is pretty interesting. Um, has a sense of humor, and like I say, he knows where to put the camera to have like almost like in a Hong Kong cinema kind of way. Like he knows where to put the camera to have like max maximum effect. You can f- really feel like the movement, uh, the camera and those Spider-Man movies, they hold up. I feel. Uh, Hell yeah. As, as, especially like compared to some of those superhero movies that are coming out now. Like I, there's like just no directorial touch to them. I felt, uh, like the Andrew Garfield ones and, mm-hmm. and these new ones as well. I've seen Spider-Man homecoming. I barely remember it. I started, started watching the second one i was like this is just a bunch of nothing to me um yeah i feel i honestly feel like those new superman uh, sorry those new spider-man movies mm. are some of them the more overrated of yeah, recent because it's spider-man movies. i guess people love spider-man <laughs> i i don't know like people people seem I, I get the sense that people say that it's like they finally have nailed the character hmm. and i'm kind of like i don't know i don't like the nailing of the character with the raimi ones yeah i love I, <laughs> I actually love like Toby Maguire, he's like a total fucking loser in those Raimi yeah, Spider-Man he's like movies. Perfect for it, and that's why it works so well, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad I rewatched those because, like, I'm definitely not like a Matrix guy. So, in in a sense, I told you as well. Like, it's weird that I've been watching so much Matrix stuff, but in terms of like Spider-Man and Sam Raimi Spider-Man, it, it made more sense to go back to those. Like, it, yeah, like I had fewer moments where I was like, "Is this kind of like wasting my time? Could I be watching something else?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm enjoying this. This is like comforting and." Um, I like him maybe more than I used to. Like the, the first one is really solid, and the second one is mm-hmm. kind of spectacular. Really, uh, the, the stuff that Sam Raimi does there in some scenes is just peak Raimi. Um, and the third yeah. one, yeah, everyone knows it's kind of a mess. And uh, Raimi as well uh, was like, okay, uh, third one didn't really come out the way I wanted. We'll we'll make up for it in the fourth one. But then that never happened, and they rebooted it, and they made the most. Yeah, and those Andrew yeah, Garfield ones I... are. I I will won't forget like um seeing Spider-Man 1 in mm. theaters when it opened and there being yeah. a lot of excitement around it cuz obviously it was a really big deal and and mm-hmm. and X-Men had come out and that movie like had already kind of started to turn the tables on, you know, yeah. big budget uh comic book movies, but I remember we were waiting to go into the movie theater for for Spider-Man and the people that were in it before were coming out and my friend's mm. brother was in that crowd and he came out and like as he was walking by us he said to my friend like his brother he was like it's good <laughs> just just like it's really good yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, we were yeah. going in like oh shit Raimi Spider-Man yeah. this is gonna be yeah. fun <laughs> oh, nice yeah I just remember yeah. that being just like a fun like but now yeah. now I feel like there's I don't want to be old man at cloud or whatever but like <laughs> I just don't feel that excitement anymore because there's just fucking, no, it's, there's a thousand of them. Yeah, exactly. It's not special anymore at this point. I mean, to me at least, like I'm, I'm yeah, I've seen so many of those like Marvel movies and they all kind of blend together and 
yeah. uh, I know Raimi is doing a Doctor Strange movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm interested because it's yeah. Raimi, but you know, I don't know, like Raimi in 2022 is not Raimi in 2002 <laughs> still. So yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll be curious to see what people say about that one. And yeah, but then, but then mean, there's also maybe... a thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was no, gonna go say ahead. maybe like um, I'm less plugged in now to that stuff that I'm not no, trying true. to like track it. So sure, like I sure. remember when Black uh, Panther came out. Yeah, like I was pretty stoked and primed for that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely know. a time when I was more excited for Marvel. Like the whole first cycle, I watched uh, basically until the what was it Avengers uh, Endgame or something. Mm-hmm. But after that, I was like, okay, this is the end of a cycle. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I don't want to start a new cycle. It's been enough. <laughs> uh, for me and then that uh, extra Spider-Man movie came out and I was like oh this is actually the end of the cycle no 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 you, yeah. you said the last one was the end of the cycle and I'm, I'm done I'm, I don't want to watch every episode uh, like 30 episodes of a movie you know and with, with Raimi doing the new Doctor Strange one I'm, as well I'm like yeah I'm interested because it's Raimi but yeah. I will have to have seen the other ones as well I assume to even make sense of most <laughs> of it and that, I don't like that uh, yeah. I'm kind of over that. Um, with with this third Spider-Man as well that came out, apparently it has ties to the Raimi Spider-Mans. Okay. And I'm like, oh damn, does that mean that I'm interested in seeing it? Kind of, actually. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but those Raimi Spider-Mans, like as a trilogy, they were, it was just like, there's so much care put on those characters as well, I feel. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, I don't know. Just really well done. I, like more than three about is fun. Spider-Man. And, mm, it is. <laughs> more more than about Spider-Man and the action and, and, and all of that. It's just like about the characters, I feel like. It's so, mm-hmm. um, its own little universe where everyone is given time to develop. And whenever the focus is on like those main players, it's so good. Like I don't even need like the crazy Raimi action. I just just love seeing yeah. like uh, you know like toby mcguire and kirsten dunce and james franco even back in those days uh, just seeing them interact and um in that trilogy just i don't know yeah really well done <laughs> I'm, yeah. I was a little bit shocked going back like oh damn he's actually <laughs> really well uh i'm almost i'm like almost uh lulled into a sense of like Wait, am I? Can I still be excited about superhero movies? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of different back then. Like I say, totally. the the saturation hadn't set in yet, and that's mm-hmm. that's like the main thing now. It's just too much. Just ease ease up, and I might think about going to see some of yeah. them again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh uh, so yeah, so I've been I've been going on about like blockbuster movies. <laughs> what about you? Have you been watching uh, anything else you want to mention? Yeah. So. Um... I watched a movie recently that I have been thinking a lot about for positive and negative reasons, and I still feel very conflicted as to where I'm falling on it. Um, Mm. But I I watched this. So what happened was, um, I can't remember if I talked about it on this or or Movie Melt, but I watched a movie called Josh and Sam recently, Mm. um, which was like a uh, road trip kind of kids, you know, dark kids family film, um, which which also co-starred Martha Plimpton. And and I had also watched recently a movie called Shy People with Martha Plimpton that I really, really liked. And so I started to think like, um, yeah, like I should watch more Martha Plimpton movies because <laughs> the stuff that she's in, I always find that she, like like 
when she has a bigger role that she's like a phenomenal actress mm. um because she was really good in josh and sam and shy people and like i've seen her in things like running on empty and parenthood and um mosquito coast and i'm always like wow she was so great and so i ended up coming across I'm this movie called to... eye of god um mm. which is directed by tim blake nelson 1997 and tim blake nelson people will, will know from acting in a lot of uh coen brothers films obviously known for oh yeah, brother yeah, where yeah. art thou and ballad of buster scruggs and in tons and tons of stuff oh, was recently yeah. in nightmare alley yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very um recognizable character actor mm. so mm. This, this is like their directorial debut based off of like a play that they had written um mm-hmm. and it's just about this this small oklahoma town um martha plimpton plays this character ainsley who is meeting um a guy who's coming out of jail that she sort of was like writing letters to that she uh came across in like a want ad kind of thing and she's going to meet him for the first time and he's coming to her small town and and at the same time um there's uh, a kid who shows up covered in blood um and you don't know like who who's been murdered but there's an investigation going on um with hal holbrook playing the sheriff and it's all kind of like fractured time we're seeing like this this relationship between her and and this guy as well as the fallout of a of a potential murder and and you kind of you know it gets bleaker and bleaker as the movie goes on as you come to realize that like these are two things that are happening at different times that are gonna you know Mm -hmm. come to a point where we're gonna realize like what happened yeah because he's becoming abusive and and all this kind of stuff okay um, and so it's like really um, Sundance 1997 <laughs> d- independent drama kind of thing. Uh, okay. And, and it, and it get and I won't spoil it, but it gets to kind of like almost an, an unbearably like, um, orchestrated bleakness mm. where like, you know, the worst things are going to happen to all these people because the guy who wrote the script is like placing all these pieces together just so, so that like the most dramatic and traumatic things oh. are going to happen yeah. to all these people. And, and I, I, I feel like I really thought this movie was great, but at the same time, I'm like, sometimes like today I'm might think that i hate it but like Mm -hmm. yesterday i thought i loved it okay you know and it's just like i really like wrestling because it because it is like um i do wish that it had like bucked the expectations or that there was maybe going to be a twist involving like what happened and i like what i thought was wrong you know Mm -hmm. it it wasn't that it was like this on this other thing that i've been sort of a sleight of hand or something but it's really not it's really just like i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna watch you know this this uh these dominoes fall in the way that i know they will um and it'll be brutal (laughs) and and so like part of me is just like oh man that's just so it's so easy for you to do that and then and then kind of of like play the sense i'm getting is that it's sort of like emotionally manipulative in a way because it's so absolutely and 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 pretentious a little bit so like there's an element of like what i'm actually getting at is this like don't you know don't you think that that can definitely swing in in both ways like it definitely get a bad taste yeah. from that kind of thing but like hal holbrook is so good martha plimpton's so good um mm. nick Stahl's in this also really good there's a ton of like recognizable um character actors and actresses in this movie and it's just like totally forgotten only on dvd um mm. yeah, you know 300 views on letterbox yeah yeah, like I think there's a there's a certain type of person that I think will really enjoy this, and there's a certain mm-hmm. type of person that I think will be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like know I where, said, I don't know where, where I would land. Like, it sounds like it could be both. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I'm wrestling with it, but like on the strength of the, of, of the performances, I feel like, and, and knowing that it was a play, I also kind mm-hmm. of felt like, okay, now I know that it's a play. I feel like that unlocks it a little bit because plays yeah, are often yeah, yeah. like this. <laughs> True. Yeah, um, for sure. Like it's just a tragedy and that's the tragedy or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. definitely I think worth looking into okay, cool. if, you, if you like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's something about the finale that I won't talk about that. I just wanted to be like, I feel like you're just using this horrific <laughs> thing as like a, isn't yeah. this crazy? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah but still like, <laughs> we'll find. I mean, this is not a movie that ever comes up. So yeah. good job. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm here for it. Um, Do you want me to go again or do you have something? Uh, Yeah, I have like one more thing that I guess I'll mention. Um, So this is sort of, well, um, in the light of uh, sadder news this week, uh, Sidney Mm -hmm. Poitier's uh, passing. Um, Yeah. Like not the era of Hollywood I've been watching, but in the 60s, in 1965, he did a movie called A Patch of Blue um, Mm -hmm. that had been on my watch list. Like the few movies that are on my watch list, just movies I don't have a copy of yet. Um, I found it on there on my watch list. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. And it it actually like purely by accident came up on my Plex shuffle because these days I have so much stuff on my Plex. I, I have a hard time picking things. Um, so yeah, I just hit Black Shuffle and A Patch of Blue came up, uh, directed by Guy Green, who's a director I do not know. Um, looking at his other movies as well, nothing really that, uh, that, that looks familiar. I think it's based on a novel, um, but it's, it's, it's really a good movie. It's like a really... Um, empathetic and well acted and it's not just like Sidney Poitier who's always great and yeah. he's always like just his presence like lifts any movie up um, <laughs> like in, in the 60s and the 50s as well whenever he shows up in the movie it's just a pure delight it's such a class act and such a great actor and um, such radiance totally. um, uh, yeah this movie is no different uh, you've also got Charlie Winters in this movie who's like sort of a on the other side of well she's a real terror she's like the stepmom to the main character who's a blind girl um blind uneducated girl um i won't spoil spoil too much about the plot or how, how things became the way they are but she's this blind girl who has a sort of like side job where she strings together pearls for this guy who lives in her building. Um, so she goes out to the park every day to string those beads. And that's that's where she meets mm. Sidney Poitier's character, um, who's just like someone who works close by. Um, they get to talking and they become like really cl- uh, close friends. Um, but the thing about the movie is that she never, until pretty late in the game, learns that he's black. So that kind of has an interesting dynamic with in the movie um there's this whole like a bit of a black backstory to the movie where uh the girl selena she used to have a black friend as a child but her mom played by shelly winters is well basically she's a racist and she doesn't want that and at a young age mm. she's like forbidden from being friends with this scholar girl um so yeah she's explaining the story to sydney poitier's character and uh she explains it and at the at the, at the end she's like yeah it's, it's too bad she was colored we couldn't be friends 
anymore. It's but it's a line that's like treated kind of ambiguously, where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this girl, this Selena, she doesn't seem like hardcore racist, but maybe it's you know that like '60s casual racism that's still there, uh, yeah. just rearing its head. But then later on in the movie, when she does find out eventually about Sydney Poitier being black, uh, there's this like really good moment in the movie where she learns about it, and there's like no, there's no line or anything. It's just like she has like a really subtle smile on her face like no shock or anything it's a bit of a like fuck you mom kind of moment because Mm. her mom forbid her uh from hanging out with black people or whatever and but it's almost like a smile not in a rebellious way um it's just like really understated and more like fun okay cool (laughs) um but yeah i know i don't know i just thought for a 60s movie especially it it handles a lot of that stuff really well and sensitively and like not even in your face trying to make a point about it but more like showing the way it is and you know some people are prejudiced and some people are just like you know uh, they're blind to that kind of thing um yeah 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 that was a really really good movie i felt and just um watching Sidney Poitier as well it's been a while since I've seen a movie that he starred in I'm like I've got more to watch uh I've also never seen a raisin in the sun uh Mm. which is a big Sidney Poitier 60s movie um so I'll be doing that uh pretty soon I feel but yeah R.I.P. Sidney Poitier is just one of the best absolutely incredible talent yeah totally yeah so um you got anything i got one i was thinking of doing one more and i'm just trying to think Mm. of which one to do what do you got let me pick let me pick for you well i i know (laughs) that you i think i think you may already talked about kaito ruby um um maybe not actually like maybe okay just mentioned that i that i translated it basically but yeah yeah. so then let's let's bring that up okay cool we we don't have to talk too long about it but it's Mm -hmm. a movie from 19 88 mm-hmm. um a movie that was previously um unavailable with english subtitles until carlo wrote the the subtitles <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah uh i i one day i just found like a transcription of like basically like japanese subtitles i don't even remember where i found them um mm. but based on that i was like okay this this can be like a pretty cushy translation job like i mm-hmm. don't have to like perk up my ears for every like uh mumbled line or anything i just have a transcription yeah. it should be I, I i finished it in like i don't know uh one afternoon um but yeah uh i thought that movie was pretty delightful but also i'm biased because i help put it out in English <laughs> and I um, you know it's not just like a little translation like I put a lot of work in the translation and make it true to the tone of the movie and you know um, I think translation can be a very boring job but you can yeah. you know help spruce it up a little and inject some of your own character and your own sense of humor um, yeah. into those kind of things which is what I tried for, to do for that movie and it also like endears you more to the like project as a whole um, mm-hmm. so yeah I'm glad that people get to watch it now um, yeah and and so it's it's basically just about this guy who who lives with his mother and a, a woman moves in upstairs who's you know very charming and, and mm-hmm. potentially you know she tells him that, she, that, that she's kind of like a con artist kind of criminal mm-hmm. um, you know and, and wants him 
him to kind of start tagging along and helping on her little like small like small crime spree um mm-hmm. but yeah. which he which he does because he's like kind of infatuated with her and you know yeah. <laughs> kind of thing um yeah. so yeah. it's so it's like kind of a rom-com with very light um you know con artisty mm-hmm. crime you know kind of situations yeah, um it's, but, uh, it's a very fluffy cute and mm-hmm. visually striking movie as well i thought uh, i think the cinematography yeah, that, of the movie is pretty that was the thing i really enjoyed the look of this movie it has this very mm-hmm. like lightly fantastic you know yeah, like sure. like in some in some elements it's it has that kind of like cute almost like proto Wes Anderson kind of like quirky look <laughs> to it. But then in other, mm-hmm. in other situations, it has an almost kind of like, li- like I said, like a lightly fan fantastical sort of um, look to it. It's like, there's these, mm-hmm. especially at the end, there's these, well, there's this stuff with them on the rooftop and it's very striking and beautiful with this, with yeah, the yeah, pink yeah. sky in the background. Yeah. And then later yeah. in the movie, they do some stuff with them looking out a window over the credits. And it's like mm-hmm. almost like it's floating in like inky black nothingness. And it just like, <laughs> Yeah. Very light sort of touches of of sort of um, style that like really mm-hmm. make it such a charming movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a really good time uh, working on that movie. I'm glad that most people uh, that are discovering it now are, are pretty positive about it as well. Um, the guy who directed that movie, Makoto Wada, he he did, he did a couple of movies directing wise, yeah. but he was more like a, a writer slash graphic artist. Um, passed away not too long ago, I believe. Uh, mm. And the two people in that movie as well, like if you're into Japanese cinema, Hiroyuki Sanada, who he's been in a ton, he's been in Lost, he wasn't a new Mortal Kombat mm. movie, but back in the '80s, he was in a bunch of like Sony Chiba movies. Uh, he started in Roaring Fire, which is like one of the mm. best uh, Sony Chiba's style of movie uh, that came out in the early 80s uh, and on the other hand you have Kyoko Koizumi who was like a pretty big deal uh, as an idol uh, in the 80s in Japan so that's like just hardcore charisma mm-hmm. those two together on the screen in this kind of movie which is already like I don't know like every element of the movie was like too charming to resist mm-hmm. I feel um, so yeah yeah, I did Check see out, that they directed uh, a movie called Roundabout Midnight. Yes, um, yes, that's, which, which uh, I yeah, it looks good. I I was wondering if it had something to do with the movie Round Midnight, which is also about a jazz musician oh, who meets it? somebody outside on a on a cigarette break. But it, it yeah, 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 it seems like maybe Roundabout Midnight is like what if we took the American film Round Midnight and took the general okay. sketch of it and then maybe turned it into something more about like like because the synopsis says like and then they run into hitmen and stuff and I think yeah that's. I think the American round midnight is I think the American round midnight is just like a guy meets somebody outside of a jazz club and they have a relate like they have a friendship or something oh okay so like I think they maybe like took that and then added other stuff (laughs) made it like sort of crimey kind of thing yeah yeah that that one uh, has Hiroyuki Sanada as well on the main uh, part and the Chinese actress uh, uh, opposite him Michelle Michelle Race Mm. Um, I haven't seen it yet looks cool I do have a copy. Yeah, it's one I've been meaning to get to, but I haven't just yet. Um, yeah. Nice. There's yeah. a couple of other movies he's done, but uh, I don't think any other that have been translated. So mm. up until I did Kaito Ruby, uh, it was only around about midnight. So those two. But yeah, it seems like an interesting guy, this uh, yeah. Makoto Wada. Uh, just, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at 1994's Uneasy Encounters, a five-part comedy horror anthology. Okay, I don't even Sounds know about cool. that one. That, that does sound <laughs> cool, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know his... Uh, 
I don't. I know he has like a Mahjong movie, which also again stars Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah. Uh, but again, that one hasn't been translated. Where's this anthology mm. you're talking about? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I don't know how no, long this of, has. Not much info. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long this has been on Letterboxd because I don't recognize this cover. But mm. yeah, it's probably not a translation or anything. Or yeah. So yeah, if you um, uh, can get yourself a copy of Kaito Ruby with the subs, mm. you definitely should. Um, it's it's really cool, and I think I think people would like it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for the subs, you just go to my Letterbox, Letterbox.com/slash/psychopike. My subs are linked yeah, it's, there. It's there. As for the movie, you'll have to find that on your own, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, you can always join our Discord and ask for help, help or you. or guidance. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, totally possible. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. As always, go to backdashrow.com. You can find lots of stuff there, new podcasts and articles. You can also find the Patreon where you can get bonus episodes and more and a swag bag at the end of the year. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at YCKMD underscore, which is also my Letterboxd account. Carlo, as as just mentioned, Psychopike mm. on Letterboxd. And uh, are you, what are you on Twitter again? Carlo, go Carlo. Yep, that's it. Nice. Uh, Well, otherwise, we will catch you again on the crud side of the street. (laughs) And uh, see you later, alligator. Stay Mm. cruddy. Watch out for the lunkers. Yeah. Yeah, baby.